another thing that you can do that's kind of a good trick for syndication is maybe you write an article on your website that's like two pages long but you make like a short half page long version on another platform and then you say to read the rest of this article go here learn modern marketing that you can use to grow your business in today's competitive landscape this is digital marketing masters with matt and carrie rouse Hello, everybody. My name is Carrie Rousen. Welcome to Digital Marketing Masters. I am here with Matt Rouse. Hey. And today we are going to be talking about three ways to use a content calendar. So before we jump into those three ways, Matt, can you tell us a little bit about what a content calendar is? Absolutely. Very short. A content calendar is a document with a list of what content you are going to post on what day. And when we say content, we mean could be videos, could be blogs, articles, live streams, podcasts, social media posts, images, all kinds of stuff, right? Could be tweets, whatever. Content calendar is a list of ideas so that you don't have to keep coming up with them all the time. And what we generally like to do is the further out from this current time, the kind of more general the idea is. So you get an idea of like, Here's all the major holidays that I want to hit, you know, make sure you have all the good ones on there, you know, that you need for whatever your area for your location is like New Year's Day, maybe or if you're in the United States, like Fourth of July would be one that you want on the calendar. Uh, International Pancake Day, of course. Mm -hmm, Of course. You want to have those scheduled in. Right. And then as you get closer, you can mark out some time on your own calendar and say, okay, this is when I'm going to get all the stuff prepared on my content calendar for the next month or two. And that way. It's already done. And then you can go through and just post when it's time for you to post your stuff. It saves you a ton of time. You can batch process it, get it all done at once. And also we should mention content libraries because the content library kind of goes along with a content calendar. Content libraries where you create that content, usually reusable content. Sometimes they call it evergreen content because it, it doesn't really have an expiry date to it. So an example would be like this podcast, right? So content calendars don't change that much over time. So we could use this and we could we could reschedule this into a rotation on video or on audio, maybe every six months, right? Or every three months, we put this out again so that new people that have started following us can hear this information. It gives us content that's pre-created. So we'd have this in our library and then we would schedule every three months on our content calendar when we're going to put this out. So as time goes on, you create more and more reusable content then it gets real easy to get all your stuff done. That sounds great. And at the beginning of that, you were talking about creating a document. Are you talking about a spreadsheet or what what kind of document do you put a content calendar in? Yes. (laughs) So it could be a document, it could be a spreadsheet, a Word doc, notepad, whatever, right? Uh, A lot of people use stuff like Trello boards. You can use OneNote. Maybe if you have Zoho, you can use like a a scheduler in Zoho. You can use a scheduling program. You can use a CRM system. You can use a task schedule or project management software. Any way that you need to track it. I think probably one of the easiest ways to do it is to use like a task list or a spreadsheet. And you say it's Work week one. And that's usually what you put because you don't want to use dates because January 1st might be on a different day every year. Mm -hmm. Work week one, 
then it's, you know, whatever the first Sunday of the month or whatever is, right? For that week is work week one. And then second Sunday of the month is work week two. And if you're going to put that in a spreadsheet, let's say you're doing it for social media, then you would put work week one and then what the idea is for what you're going to post. Maybe a little note section if you're going to write out the post or say, this goes with image, you know, dog making New Year's resolution dot JPEG. And then you could have columns that are like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever. And you can say post Tuesday and Thursday or, you know, whatever. And maybe you have a, a column to check things off when you've completed them. That's also works best if you have staff, right? Or if you have virtual assistant or virtual admin or something like that. And so you assign them the work and you can see that it gets checked off as you go. Yeah. And that'll free you up to be working on other things in your business if you do have help. But it sounds like once you create that document, you could use whatever your company is currently using. Just create one. Right. Step one, start. Yeah. You can even just use a Google sheet or something. Right. All right. Well, let's get into it. Let's talk about the first way to use a content calendar. So number one is social media channels. Absolutely. And we just kind of talked about that a little bit, but it's a good idea to have the ideas of what you want set out. I like to go once or twice posting a week of stuff that's pre-prepared. So then I always at least a minimum of once a week. I got something for every week that I already know what to post. And then as things come up during the week, I can post extra stuff. So then you have kind of a combination of things that are going on, current events and stuff like that. Plus, you've got something scheduled to fall back on so you know that it's it's covered. You can also schedule the stuff out in advance. So identify which channels you're using, whether that's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, whatever you're doing. And then have some content already in mind, possibly schedule it out. And then when you think of something extra, add that in. Right. Or you could have like... Maybe you have a spreadsheet with multiple tabs and there's one tab for Facebook and one tab for Instagram, you know, one tab for Twitter. And you just write in what all the tweets, the ideas for all the tweets are. If you do schedule them out, like say you're going to schedule them on using social media scheduling software like Facebook, you can schedule content to Facebook and Instagram from within Facebook. Some platforms you can't, some you can't. But if you are using scheduling software to schedule that all out and something comes up like just happened recently here where there was kind of a social media blackout day where everybody's saying, OK, well, don't post today because of this is a social justice issue kind of thing. You want to be able to know that you had content scheduled that day so you can go unschedule it. Right. Yeah. Or if a natural disaster happens or something like that. Right. You know, something comes out. Like how much stuff did you see from companies come out that was pre-scheduled after kind of COVID quarantine started? And they're like, are you throwing a party with 50 of your best friends? You know, no. Come on down and get all your party stuff. Right. Yeah, nobody is. So that can help you from from sounding tone deaf when stuff happens in, in your culture, right? What's number two? So number two, a content calendar for your blogs, articles, and podcasts. Yes. So this kind of goes hand in hand. So like our podcast, sometimes when we're talking about having a guest on the show, we've already been talking to them in some cases for maybe as many as eight to 12 weeks ahead of time. And that episode may not come out for four to five weeks after that. 
So we have to have scheduling because there's just no way to, to go over that time frame unless you're making sure that you've got everything scheduled. There's also, if you're doing blogs and articles and, and stuff like that, it's kind of the same idea as social media posts. So if you're going to have a blog come out on, say, the first Tuesday of every month is your blog, it's a good idea to kind of rough in what you're going to talk about for those 12 months. And it's also a great way for you to, when you have an idea for a blog, you can just go in or an article, right? And you can just go in and say, you're in the shower and you had an idea for a great article. I'm going to go write that down in my calendar. All great ideas start out in the shower, I tell you. That's right. So here's the question of the day. Do you know why people have their best ideas in the shower? It's because they're relaxed and not focusing on daily life and it just comes to them. I know I get ideas come to me when I'm running. So I'm thinking that's kind of the same idea. It is the same idea. So what happens is when you have things that you want to come up with, you have information and ideas that you put into your brain. And when when you're not kind of focused on anything, your brain goes into this mode where it starts kind of basically, I like to think of it like number crunching. It goes in and starts to do all the math for all the things that you haven't had time to think about. And it actually uses more of your brain power than you use when you're trying to focus on something. So it will go and try and solve problems for you while you're not paying attention, which is great. That's handy. It's called, they call it default mode. Your brain goes into default mode. I like it. So anyway, when you have an idea from default mode, you want to write that down. And that's why you need a content calendar. <laughs> and when we talk about, you know, podcasts versus or like blogs versus articles, we have blogs on our website, right? Right. Which are also articles. They're blog articles. But we also write articles on Medium. And we also write articles on some other platforms, too. So we might say, like, the first Tuesday of every month, we're going to write a blog. But maybe the second Wednesday of every month, we write an article on Medium and, you know, on another platform on a different day. So when you have content that's going to be in different places, it helps to have somewhere that's kind of locked down so you know what you're supposed to do and when you're supposed to do it. And you can use the same information on those different platforms, right? Because not everybody is consuming your content everywhere. So if they didn't see your blog article on topic X, then you can repurpose that content in one of your articles on Medium or wherever and still talk about that in a new and fresh way. And if somebody's on Medium reading that, then that would be new to them because they didn't read it on your blog. That's right. It's called content syndication. So you can get that just like when a TV show goes into syndication. So it was on network ABC or whatever, right? That is an actual network. <laughs> um, and then it goes and they put it on different TV networks in the same and different countries. It gets syndicated, goes into syndication. They don't change the episodes, right? I mean, it's the same thing. It's on another network, right? It's like reruns. Yeah. So another thing that you can do that's kind of a good trick for syndication is maybe you write an article on your website that's like two pages long, but you make like a short half page long version on another platform. And then you say to read the rest of this article, go here. So what's number three? Number three is content calendar for your email marketing. Absolutely. You should have a content calendar for your email marketing because when it comes time to write that email and you're in a hurry and you got lots of stuff to do and people are calling you and the phone's ringing, the email box is, is loading up from your clients and stuff. The last thing you want to be doing is saying, what am I going to write this about today? So if you plan that out 
what you can also do is throw in a few bullet points of what you're going to send that email about. So maybe say you are like a business coach or some some kind of coach, right? You can say, okay, next week's newsletter is going to be about, say, imposter syndrome. And then here's three or four bullet points I want to talk about about imposter syndrome. That's enough for the calendar, right? And then the following week, I'm going to write about, say, if you're a coach, maybe you're going to talk about conquering your own personal fears before you try and conquer outward problems. And then you're going to write a few bullet points on those things. Let's say you're in e-commerce, though. It would be something different. So it might be like, okay, well, we want to send an email out about our sweatshirts because we know there's some cold weather coming and it's going to be a good time for that. But the week after is like, it's kind of getting into, you know, the the season that people use this product. So, you know, maybe it's hiking season. So we want to put hiking boots that one. And then the next week we're going to talk about backpacks or, you know, so you can put products and stuff and you can also select which product you're going to have on sale or which product is going to be promotional or is new that's coming in or maybe has some some good benefits to it because then also, I mean, you've got to order stock on these items and all that kind of stuff. You have to make sales projections. So you need to be able to project out. So you can use those product ordering and, and projections also in your email marketing if you're a retail store or if you're like an e-commerce shop. So what this boils down to is basically you're creating writing prompts so that you don't get writer's block, which some people say that they get, and it will help you create that email without having to think about it too much because you already know the topic and some of the ideas that you're going to talk about. That's right. And it really helps to schedule in the time to work on the calendar. So you put a block of time in and you say, this is content calendar time, right? Maybe it's two hours, three hours, whatever amount of time you need to do the content calendar time. And then you can also schedule because, you know, on your content calendar, when you have to put stuff out, now you can block that stuff in your calendar. You can say Tuesday is when I'm going to do all this posting and Thursday is when I'm going to do this posting and Wednesday I need an hour to get the newsletter out, whatever. Right. So now you can block out all that time. And if you can document something, if, if you can write it down and you can set up a process on how that works, like how it happens, then you can give that to someone else to do. Right. You can farm that out to a VA or administrative person or you can have somebody else you can hire to take over that task because now you've got a documented process. You can say, here's what you do. You look at the content calendar. You figure out what's for this week and what platform it's supposed to go on. You go get the images needed for this thing. You use these bullet points in it and then you publish that content. Right. So now you've got the ability to help your business scale or help scale your own time so that you can focus on $100 an hour or $1,000 an hour tasks instead of what, you know, maybe is considered a $10 or $20 an hour task, right? Yeah. And I'm just arbitrarily picking numbers. I don't want to put a dollar sign on anybody's time, right? But, you know, we talked about previously is you don't want to be chasing nickels around a $20 bill, right? So if you're spending an hour agonizing over putting out a post on LinkedIn that is only really going to be alive for 24 to 48 hours anyway, it's a waste of time when in an hour you could write a month's worth of, of ideas for a content calendar. Well, and also once you have 
some of these ideas, the big stuff done, or or even like your big blog articles, your email marketing, your articles and that kind of stuff, you can break those down into smaller chunks for your social media. So repurpose that content. And we just talked about repurposing content with Amber Khan on episode 81. So if you're interested in finding out how to piece down your content into smaller content and get your impact greater out there in your social media channels and all over. That's a great podcast to go take a listen to. It is. And there's a, there's kind of a simple strategy that you can use for that if you're doing it yourself. So if you have your content calendar in a spreadsheet, then you can have more than one tab on the spreadsheet. And so say your, your long form content is like going to be a blog article or something like that. And by long form, we just mean it's it's longer, more in-depth than kind of a social media post. Then you say, okay, work week one, I'm going to write an article about imposter syndrome. And there's three bullet points to imposter syndrome. Then you can go to your content calendar and you can say, I want to share this on Facebook this day, this day, and this day over the next three weeks or six weeks or whatever. I want to share it with this bullet point at this point, this bullet point on this time, this bullet point on this time. And then now you've got three social media posts made out of that one blog article that you wrote. And you could cut that into a couple little pieces and talk about it and make videos and then use this video on LinkedIn on this day and this one on Twitter on this day. Right. So now you've got this way to generate a, a large amount of content in a small amount of time. So it's like a snowball effect. You start with a teeny tiny snowball, you roll that on the ground, and then you have a huge one. Just keep building. Right. And then you can syndicate. That's right. <laughs> All right. I think we need to wrap it up here because, I mean, there's lots more that we could talk about, but we can get into that on another episode. Just keep it quick today. Carrie, thank you for coming on and, and running the show today. I hope you guys all enjoyed learning three ways to use a content calendar. All right, everybody. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. This has been Digital Marketing Masters with Matt and Carrie Rouse. For notes and a transcript of this episode, go to hookseo.com forward slash podcast. Now stay tuned for a preview of our next episode of Digital Marketing Masters. Join us next week as we dive into more tips and ideas to grow your business. Digital Marketing Masters is brought to you by Hook SEO Digital Marketing. Our show is produced by Matthew Rouse and Scott Burson. Mixed and edited by Silent Outburst Productions. I'm your announcer, Daniel D. Craig. We would love to hear your thoughts. Please leave us an honest review with your podcast provider. Your reviews help us help more business leaders just like you.